welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. I want to teach something new. No, no, not new as in it's new. But I want to move to something else. Because previously, I thought on seven pillars. And I thought on next. What, what next? All right. What are the seven pillars? What are the first two? What's the second one? Okay. So I'm going to talk about the faith walk. The faith walk. Say, he said, when I consider the faith that is in you, which was first in your mother Eunice, first in your grandmother Lois, and then your mother Eunice, Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. It's genuine. It's inside you. The apostle's talking. So when I remember the genuine faith that is in you, he saw something in this guy. He said, there is this pure, genuine faith. It's, it's in When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwell first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, I am persuaded is in you too. So then the genuine faith, what I'm seeing in you, I know is generational. If your parents have not been in proper church, you don't have generational equity. That's one of the reasons why I I just love, it's it's one of my weaknesses, is I love pastor's children. I just, once I know your father, your mother is a pastor, just that's it. I have a soft spot for you. Because I'm not dealing with you. I'm dealing with something from your background. God says, Solomon, you went for this so many girls like that. Some of you, the way sometimes girls get your attention. Solomon, you went for so many girls. And now one of the girls has made you come to sacrifice wrongly. I have to deal with you. I've given instructions. No one should do this. He said, I want to take the kingdom from you. You don't deserve to be in rulership on my behalf. You don't deserve it. I want to, but your father David, my promise to your father David. Solomon enjoyed, not because of his equity, it's his father. So when he went off and misbehaved and God had to punish him, he says, the Bible says that, I would not do it in your days. When you die, your children will be the one who will suffer. But you, what you are enjoying is from your parent, your father. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days. For the sake of your father, David, I'll tear it out of uh, the hand of your son. Did you see that? So most of us are suffering because of the kind of mother you have. (laughs) Yeah, the kind of father you have. Not that he's a bad person. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If my father had been a pastor, I would have been better, I would have been farther than here. You are a continuation of your father. You are a continuation of your mother. 
Some of you, there is no way you'll be able to have good marriage if you don't stay in church. And if you don't follow the pattern of how to enter effective relationship because it is not part of your inheritance. <laughs> he said this thing stay was in your grandmother Lois. And now I've seen it in you. It's in your eye. And it was in your mother Eunice. And now I'm persuaded that it's in you also. Upon that, he said, stay up the gift of God that is in you, which was given you by. Ah, remind you to stay up the gift of God. Watch this. He said, I'm reminding you, stay up the gift of God which is in you. How do you get it? How do you get it? By the laying on of hands. But there was something that was already in him before the gift came. And that makes the gift work maximally. Faith. Sometimes your biological lineage may not give you something, but thank God for spiritual lineage. Because if it has to do with biological lineage, brothers and sisters, some of you might be more qualified than me to stand here. More qualified than me to stand here. But when God saved me, for some reason, when God wants to help you, that scripture is powerful, you know. Yes. The, <laughs> I think in first Kings, I suppose. He said, Nabal, evil is determined against Nabal. No one can talk to him. Nabal. He said, evil is determined against Nabal, and no one can talk to him. David was tired from war, and mm. he says that can, they went to Nabal. He said, can I have something to drink? And my men, oh. Nabal said, stupid man! Mm. You, who are you to come and ask me water? Ha! <laughs> the man told David, this boy he said about you. Mm. Now, if someone asks you for water, mm. you won't give him. Why don't you say no, I can't. <laughs> but now you begin to attack him too. <laughs> His wife said, Evil is determined against this man. Now, therefore, know and consider what he will do. For harm is determined against our master. That's the, the, the way to tell the wife. Our master and against all his household. For he is such a scoundrel, scoundrel that no one can speak to him. With Jimmy, he's a stupid man. <laughs> <laughs> No one can speak to him. Some of you, you know, you can, you can tell your name is neighbor. Yeah. No one can, no one can tell me. No one can tell me. Who can tell me what I should do? Neighbor. Evil, when evil is determined against you, your heart is blocked against advice. Yeah. No one can talk to you. No one can advise you. Evil, harm is determined against you. That's why you keep jumping from girl to girl. Thank God for the one who, it looks like some, it was an accident, for them to meet you and preach to you and you brought you to church. God was just trying to extend courtesies of mercy towards you. You strayed from your normal path and today you are in church. Just so God can save you. <laughs> if it comes to equity, some of you, Natural, biological equity. Some of you might have it. Might have it. Better than some of us. However, 
what gives me an advantage is God gave me an inheritance. So, how do you get an inheritance among the saints? In Acts chapter 20, verse 32. And now, therefore, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to do what? Save you or build you up and do what? Give you an inheritance. Where? Huh? Among the saints, King James. Saints. Saints, who is a saint? It's not someone who is dead or something, all right? But who is sanctified. Is able to give you an, an inheritance. Religious inheritance? Yeah. Inheritance is passed on when people die. Or sometimes the person doesn't die, but it, belong, it doesn't belong to you. You don't work for inheritance. You don't work. You don't work for it. It's given. That's why they have inheritance tax. When someone gives you a house, you have to pay tax on it. Hey, yeah, you. It's a gift to you. Now they said you have to pay tax on it, even if you don't have money. They have to sell the house and take that. Hey, inheritance tax, because you got it free. There are a lot of freebies in God. But it depends on who your parents are, not biological. The freebies in God are not based on biological, biological lineage. So some of you, the fact that the mere fact that you are a member and a son in this house, you are bound to do well. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. But the mere fact that you are a child of this house, you you even if everybody from your natural bi- background fails, is meant to fail. Sorry, because it is not in your spiritual family. It's not in your lineage. It's that the word of God is able to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. So you are not there now. The word of God has come. It's able to build you up and command that the inheritance these guys are enjoying you to get some. So, so when I went to impact with the team, those who served, afterwards they gave a special certificate of participation to everybody who came and served. So all the host team and those who worked behind the scenes, they all got a certificate, but they were a bit extra. Extra. So even though some people did not serve in that capacity, they said, okay, you can also have this. So it's, and you are not, so if you are, if there's a special, today I have a special gift for the choir, all those in the choir. And I give, let's say the choir, there are 20. But I have 22. I give, I say, I don't want to take the rest. So then, somebody, what the choir is just are inheriting, uh, you can also get it. You see, so now, but in the believers, it says that it, the word of God is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. So then, whatever inheritance is not in your background, when you find yourself in a certain company, the freebies are there. You don't have to deserve it. They are there amongst those who are saved. And it starts with the word of God. As you expose yourself, you see, that's what we teach a lot in the church. Because the more you are hearing the word of God, the more you are being built up. The more you are built up, the more you can secure your inheritance. There are people who, you are not listening to the word of God, so you are not growing. You are not getting built up. And so, 
that, that blessing that is meant for people in this house is not getting to you because you are not able to conduct yourself as someone who is ready for blessing. When I consider the faith that is in you, which first dwelt or was in your, uh, when I count to remember the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother Eunice, and now it's in yours. This is Timothy. His mother was a Jewish, Jewess, a Jewish lady, according to Acts chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. There is a church, the church Bible said that they came to, they came to, and he came to Derby and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named who? Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who believed. See, so she was Jewish, but she was a, a faith woman in Christ. No wonder in the church, his, her son stood out. Everybody, his father was Greek. That one doesn't matter. His father couldn't have helped him. Because his father, Greek, that means that you are not in Christ and you are not Jew. Out. But the mother was in the company and he used to follow mother to church. And so now the thing has entered him. Bible says that everybody, this is important. Look at the verse 2. Some of you don't think verse 2 is important. If verse 2 doesn't happen in your life, I suspect what kind of believership you, you possess. He was well spoken of by the brethren. Who are brethren? People in the church. You must have a good reputation amongst the believers. You have joined the ushers. You are the main trouble causer. Every time the leader of the ushers call meeting and you come, they wish you were not there. Because you are trouble. You have everything to complain about. And when there's nothing to complain about, you complain that there's nothing to complain about. <laughs> there's always something you are not happy about. Something you are not happy about. Something. Grow up. Those who use their background and things that happen to them as an excuse for misbehavior, you are not growing. Everybody went through something. Yeah. Everybody. I suffered something. Stop using your own for reason to misbehave. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. You are going forward every time you are talking, what happened to me? <laughs> what happened to me? How can you be going forward looking back always? Even those of you drive, the driver's mirror, the, wind, the, the rear view mirror, small. The windscreen is big, so you can have more time to see in front. But you don't have to forget where you are coming from, so just a little bit. Keep bear in mind so that that foolish boy doesn't come and do what Johnny has done already. You can't be going forward looking back, but you can't also have safety without knowing what has happened in the past. Faith. When I consider the faith that was in your grandmother, Lois, mm. when I remember the faith, the genuine faith, which was first in your grandmother and in your mother, Eunice, and now I'm persuaded it's in you. Therefore, I remember, I stir up the gift of God, which is you, by the laying of, of the hands of the presbytery, of my hands. Stir up the gift of God. So now the point I'm making is, there is faith that can be repository in you. It's, it's like it, it stays inside you. Faith that stays in you. 
you get to a place, you get to a point in your walk with God where your faith is stable and you build on it. Every effective believer needs a stable faith life. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk. Who has sunglasses here? Sunglasses? Now, let's say this is tinted red or very dark red. And you are in a dark room. You don't need to wear this. It will affect your sight. Okay. But it said that there is a particular glasses, spectacles. It's called faith. Wear it and start walking by that one. And not by sight. To be a believer, you got to walk by faith. As soon as you get born again, what gets you born again is a gift of God, which is called faith, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 9. It said, it's a gift, not of yourself. Not of works. For grace, it's a gift. It is a gift from God, verse 8. It's a gift from God. So as soon as you get born again, not by works, but by faith, everybody who gets born again, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 3, has a measure of faith. <clears throat> measure. Once you are a Christian, you have a measure. For I say, through the grace of God given to me, to everyone who is amongst you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think so badly, as God has dealt with each one, what? A measure of faith. So each one, say each one. Each one. Say, I am an each one. I am each one. So every one of us, as long as you are in Christ, you have a measure of faith. So as soon as you got born again. You get born again. So, 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 so you came to preach to me. Get ready to put. So as soon as you preach, preach to me, as soon as you finish preach to me, I said, I believe. Wow. That's what saves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only whoever believes. I believe you have a measure of faith. Wow. Now you have to walk by faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to walk by faith and not by sight. Because it looks like you don't actually need something to cover your sight. You need your actual sight so you can see well. But he said, no, in the realm of the spirit, you need to walk by faith. So then everything you are seeing, your judgment you are making, you are making making those judgments through the filter of faith. Through the filter of faith, you have to walk by, in spite of your challenges and your troubles and your problems, whatever you are going through, you have to look at it through the filter of faith. And so you have somebody who is your cousin or your brother, and the two of you are going through a similar situation, but they have not got faith. Don't take off your faith and start reasoning with them and handle the same situation the way when you were an unbeliever you used to handle it. Now you are a believer. Situation has come, both of you. Put on, he doesn't have it, but put on your spectacles of faith and begin to approach life by faith. Walk by faith and not by sight. 
Either than, other, other than that, if you don't do that, you will be commonized. You will be neutralized. But when you are born again, you have an upper hand in Christ. You have an upper hand in Christ. Things that fight others successfully find it very complex. Find it very complex to fight you successfully. You used to be sick every week or every month till you became born again. Suddenly, that sickness, even when it comes, it doesn't grab you like it used to get you. Because something stronger than the sickness has entered your life and it takes faith to activate its efficacy. You need faith. They just shall live by faith. He said, for the righteousness, for therein the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. For therein the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Listen. He said, don't let anyone despise your youth. Do not let anyone despise your youth. Don't let anybody talk you down because you are young. Since when do you become born again? What do you know? Those things don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother you. But someone thinks that you have not been around long enough. No, they can be around very long, but their faith is very low. And this thing is a faith walk. It's a faith walk. It's not how old you are, how long you've been in, but it's how effective. So when Paul, after the end, when he came to the end of his life, he said, I fought a good fight. He said, I've finished my course. And he said, I've kept. So that's why when he was talking to Timothy, he says that when I consider the genuine faith in you, he knew Timothy would do well. To the extent that Jesus, Satan determined that I'm going to get you this guy. Satan. How many of you know it's bad news when Satan targets you? How many of you know that? It's bad news. And the good news is you are filled with bad news from Satan because he's determined to get you. Especially now that you are born again. Satan has determined to get you. If he doesn't get you before you become born again, he doesn't, he's not able to stop you from being born again. He will target your marriage. Then he will target your health. Then he will target your children. Because when your marriage comes under attack, you are not likely to do much in life. When your health comes under attack, you are not likely to be able to do much. And when your family life is in coma, your ministry life will not strive the way it should. Those are hot spots, hot areas Satan will target. One of the ways to deal with this in, effectively in these areas is by walking by faith. I'll show you how faith is not denial. The fact that I said I have faith doesn't mean I'm denying the, uh, what is obvious. Some people think, oh no, but let's face reality. There's nothing as real as faith. He said, by faith we are, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, by faith we understand that the, the wells were framed by the word of God so that, so that the things which are seen, oh, wow, were not made of things which are visible. So there are things that are invisible which are responsible for things that are seen. You can't see them. You can't handle them. Invisible, that means it's intangible in the material world. 
It's highly, just purely spiritual, but it's producing material results. And faith is one of such. When I consider the faith that is in you, now one of the things you have to understand before I even go on how to uh, build your faith, to walk by your faith, one of the things you have to understand is that your faith can be overthrown. Wow. Overthrown, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 18. Your faith can be overthrown. Faith must be, can be overthrown. It says that who are straight concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Wow. Ah, what Paul was commending Timothy, that I'm so sure is in you, he said there are people whose Christian behavior and Christian teaching and ideas the ideas, there are people who went to follow those internet people. They have, they are, their faith has been overthrown. Yeah. Their faith has been overthrown. Never think it's better out there. Mm. You are better staying in the Noah's Ark. Mm. If you jump out of it, you are drowning. Mm. All kinds of animals in the Ark. You are better off staying there like that. People are annoying me. They annoy me. You are better off staying in church because your background is not good at all background. Look at the people from your background. Look at how your father has struggled in life before he died. Look at how your mother, look at your brother, look at your sister. Look at the ones who did do church, who did church. And those who didn't do church, look at your cousins, the ones who did church, the ones who did Look at, look at the outcome. Can't you see the common sense? Can't you just observe and see the trend? You are living church. Where are you going? But Satan will put pressure on you. He will keep putting pressure on you. Pressurize you. Pressurize you. Pressurize you. So you can just be tired and upset, offended. My birthday, no one wish me happy birthday. I'm not going there again. Sometimes people, people, people on social media, they put... Today is my birthday. I wish myself happy birthday. I think, I think it's better than waiting for somebody to wish you. <laughs> Praise God. So don't let anybody despise you because you are young. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, um, it says that, no, let, verse 12, let no one despise you. Let no man despise you. That youth, I've said this over and over. This is one of the things that helped me when I was in my early days of Christianity. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example of the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, and what? In faith. Oh. So you are young, but you can be an example of how a believer's faith must operate. To people who are older than you, you are just an example of faith. Be an example of faith. However, as I said, according to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 18, faith can be overthrown. But that's not the only scary bit about faith. Faith can also, you can also, people can also make shipwreck of their faith. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. Oh, Timothy, God, what is committed to your trust? Avoid profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called what knowledge. 
That's a very interesting text. Let's see how the NIV puts it. We'll go to the NLT after that. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge. They say, I know, I know. Jesus was a black man. I've done my research. It's falsely called knowledge. Especially in universities. People look very smart and intelligent, but when it comes to the things of God, they are dumb. And then they use their ignorance to speak loudly about spiritual things. All this Christianity thing, all this And then you begin to, oh, okay, I'm doing a research. You are doing a research? He said that you should turn away some conversations and some engagement are godless. Turn away from it. Some people keep sending you messages or videos that are not helpful to you. Block them. Block them. They get offended. It's not about them. It's about you. You are protecting yourself. You are protecting yourself. Avoid it. He said, turn away from it. It's godless chatter. And then what is falsely? It's falsely called knowledge. Some translations say, falsely called science. Scientific, I think in James. Scientific discovery. Scientific, scientific advance. Opposition of science. Falsely so-called. They call it science. But it's opposing God's word. And they say, it is science. The Old Testament is actually very old. Very old. From the days of Elijah, Moses, the, the very far before Jesus was born, the Old Testament was there. So even if you think it's wrong, check it against the original Hebrew writing. Check if it is just that the arrangement might not be the same. But check if when they say Isaiah, whatever Isaiah says in the Torah, check if it's the same. Before you say, why, when did the, the gospel came to the shores of Europe many years after Jesus had died and gone? The gospel was doing well in Jerusalem before it got to Europe. So then, for you to say that is the white man, I think you are making a very unintellectual and unintelligent supposition. It's not, it's not academic, it's not intelligent. But sometimes, because their hearts are dark, they force that no, it's academic. I mean, a whole scientist and a whole historian can come out with propositions that are so far from academia, and yet they say yes, because, simply because he's speaking against God. Yeah. Wow. Say, turn away from what is falsely called science. What makes it false? Yeah. What makes it false? Hmm. It's not in agreement with God's word. Mm. It's false. Mm. New Living Translation. Timothy, this God, this God thing keeps coming. You have to be a professional bodyguard. Everyone, once you're a Christian, he said you have been enlisted into the bodyguard duties. What are you guarding? You, have to, you are supposed to guard what God has entrusted to you. It's up to you to protect it. Paul is telling Timothy 
that guard what has been entrusted to you. Whether you are male or you are female, you have to guard it. Guard what God has entrusted. There's something when you are born again, something has been given to you. Revelation chapter 3 verse 11, it says, hold fast that which you have, that no one takes away your crown. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no man takes away your crown. You have to guard it. Hold it. Because Satan has determined that this thing, you will lose it. You will lose it. You will lose it. Guard it. Because someone is determined to take it away from you. Yes. And the person might not be evil, but Satan must be, be, will be behind them. And he will use the kind of people you can't say no to. The kind of people you are weak towards. Maybe it's your sister. Maybe it's your brother. Anytime they talk negatively about something, you just follow. Some of you, some of us here, once your sister says it, that's it's law. Once your brother says it, it's law. So your brother is saying that, oh, church, you don't really need church. I say, ah, my brother said it. So I mean to I Satan will use people who are close to your heart to make sure you lose what you are. And so, you have to guard it so much that, hey, your sister doesn't cross that line. Your brother doesn't cross that line because this one is a no-go area. Every other thing we can flow in. But if you touch this one, you know, I'm guarding it. Else, you suffer shipwreck in your faith. Yeah. Guard what has been entrusted to you. Avoid godless Foolish discussions which those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. And with those who oppose you. Foolish discussions. Some discussions are foolish. I don't engage in a lot of something. I don't engage in it. So you have to know that some things I don't have time. What do you think about what they said about your pastor? I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. I mean, I don't even have time to. Foolish discussions. You want to do well in the Lord? There are things you have to avoid. Give me the New King James again. It says that, um, oh, Timothy. Look at this Timothy. Sir, Timothy who faith was in him. The faith that was in his mother, Lois. The faith that was in him. It was in him. Now he's been told, oh, Timothy, God, what is committed to your trust? Avoid profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Why? Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. By, by professing it, some straight concerning from the... King James, I like the way the King James puts it. He said, by, because some have erred from, uh, from the faith. Some have erred from the faith. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Holding faith and good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith has, have what? They have made shipwreck. Concerning faith. They made, now, hmm. all right, let me just, Mention this and then just go to the building your faith or development, how to work by faith. But let's look at this text very carefully. What are we supposed to hold? Faith. I can't hear you. Faith. I can't hear you. Faith. Is that all we are supposed to hold? What else? What else? What is faith 
and a good conscience. Holding faith, in other words, walking by faith. Keep faith. Put on the spectacles of faith. Treat life from a faith perspective. Holding faith and a good, what's good conscience? You see, when man fell, God didn't want man to utterly fall. So when man, okay, fell means that he disconnected himself from God. God had to help protect man from destroying himself morally. So God gave him something which became like a guiding light inside him. So conscience becomes like an internal voice that you know personally, others might not even know. Mm. I mean, if you have done something, no one knew about it, no one said anything, but you felt so guilty and bad. That is conscience at work. So sometimes you are doing something and you stop it. Even though it won't bring you a problem, nobody knows. But you felt, no, it is not right. It's not right. Why am I saying this about this guy? I'm destroying the opportunity. No, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't. How many of you have done something that before? No, no, please, I can't do that. I can't do that. How many have done that? Yeah. Faith, say faith. Faith. So everyone must learn and must know how to guard some things. So everyone, this is how you do it. You have to be on guard. You have to regulate your proximity to certain people. So you can last in your, your faith journey. Now when your spiritual strength, your purity is going down, your ability to walk by faith is severely compromised. Some of you, you come to church and you don't feel comfortable of things that that's why when I'm preaching you just can't even look at my face you go keep going like this and keep going you think someone has told me anything about you no nobody has told me it's just it's just the word of God is trying to yank you out of pull you pull you out of something God is bringing you out of something and I prophesy you are coming out Amen. you are coming out Amen. so you have to we have to learn how to guard what you've got Guard your faith before you make a shipwreck of your faith. You could have been somewhere before, mm. but don't stay there. Mm. Even if your, your foot is entangled, run for help. Yes, run. Tell somebody, listen, I'm struggling. My foot is entangled. Help me out of this thing. Talk till you can get your freedom. Mm. Only to those who can help. You have to yank yourself. The Bible said that deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hands of the hunter. The hunter has got you. You know, a gazelle is like an antelope. The hunter has got you. You know, when you catch those animals, when you watch safari, the animal, the lion catch, you see the way they are fighting to run away from. You have to deliver. Deliver thyself. Like, a, give me a New King James. Deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter. And like a bird from the hand of the fowler. A fowler is someone who catches fowls. Catches birds. And they've caught you. The net has caught you. And his hands are delivered. Listen, don't be cool when your hand, your leg is stuck in something. Don't be gentle. Fight your way out. And if you are going to go down, God forbid though. But if you, even if you are going to go down, don't go down silently. Scream. Fight it. Fight it. 
You only watch the safari. Sometimes the antelope, oh, I feel sorry for them. Yeah. And these lions, they are wicked, though. Yeah. They're fighting, fighting. Then one will catch, will hold them. Then the oh, crocodile. They fight. And sometimes they are all tired. They wait. And they'll spin, spin. And the lion will target your neck. Yeah. And even when they get the neck, you say, they're trying to fight. But as for you, they cut like a lamb to the slaughter. They catch you. It doesn't matter. You are struggling with something in your Christian journey. And you are behaving all that posh. That is not a problem. You are too young to allow that thing to grow. Because it will grow with you. One day, you have become a great man, a great woman. Wonderful wife. And then it shows up. By the time you realize you have gone back, somebody's wife. You've been caught. Oh, Christian wife. Christian brother. Because it will take what you like for the enemy to bring you down. There is a system you have to put in place to guard yourself. Other than that, this your Christian journey can end up being overthrown. Or if it doesn't get overthrown, you end up being in church like you, are, you become tepid, tepid, wow. lukewarm. You are not hot, you are not cold, you are in. And a lot of people will overtake you and be doing great things for God. God is blessing them. But for many years, you'll be the same. Because there's something in your high that, life that is blocking the expression of God in your life. But you have accommodated the comfortably. So you, are, you have taken it like that and people will go past you. God will be raising them. God will be blessing them. God will be using them. And you, it will not be, not be anything exceptional for your life. So every one of us, guard your faith. You can't walk by faith when you're entertaining sin. You're entertaining unrighteousness. You don't have to invite it. It will come whether I like it or not. It's called human life. Human life. Everybody has a form of appetite. Right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe your own will be rice. Your own will be fufu. Yeah. This one will be panda, yeah. That will be bolognese. That will be lasagna. Yeah. That will be chicken and chips. Some of you, I can tell you, like chicken and chips a lot. <laughs> Molly's, huh? Yeah. So, some of you, Amala. Agushi. <laughs> Assorted meat. Yeah. We, we all have. Yeah. We, we, we all have sirloin, grilled sirloin. We all have, some of you like, when I look, somebody likes spring rolls here. <laughs> <laughs> you are waiting for me to say it, is it you? <laughs> we all have different, there's nothing wrong with that, that's a human life. You need to have an appetite. When it comes to drink, some of you don't like water. You like Coke, Fanta. Pepsi, or the fizzy drinks. It's appetite. Yeah. Those things can affect your health if you are not careful. Indeed. But it might not in a very radical way, just that you might be obese and you can. But not the other appetites which attack your spiritual stand with God. And the other appetite is the sexual appetite. It's natural. Listen, there's nothing wrong with you to have sexual desire. 
Is it not good news? There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with you to have a crush on somebody. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It becomes wrong when you begin to now work towards it and develop it. Because now you are putting yourself. There's nothing wrong with you to like that car in a showroom. But it becomes wrong when you go and sit in and you want to take it away. <laughs> it's human. It's human. And what I'm talking about is that until you sort out your, your life of consecration, your faith, the purity of your faith will be compromised. And when your faith is compromised, how can you walk with a broken glass? You know, when your seeing apparatus has been broken or has been bled, it affects how you can walk. It affects how you can read. You, you are struggling to read because the thing is not working properly. That's what I'm talking about. If you put on your faith filter, it will not work effectively because of lack of consecration. So you think, I like the boy. But that desire, if not controlled, is going to destroy your faith. Am I communicating? Yes. And when your faith is overthrown, God can't help you. Because it's a beat unto you according to your faith. We walk. The just shall live by. So you need your faith to be in place for a safe flight into destiny. Develop your walking by faith. Walking by faith means watch out the areas of consecration, the enemy. That's one big area he will hit you. Number two, the intake of God's word. You must keep the word flow in. Let the word keep coming in. Let the word. Some of us, we will have, you have more energy to watch so many things until the word of God comes in. And every little thing, I'm tired. It, it's too long. You have watched more things that are longer. You can't just detach your life by excitement. If it's excitement alone, many people will not write exams. And if you don't write exam, you don't get a grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't get a grace, you don't graduate. Or you don't get a good job. If you don't get a good job, you won't be able to buy a house. A lot of things, it's like cascading effects. It have a ripple effect. One thing will lead to the other, to lead to the other, to lead to the other, to lead to the other. So the same way your faith is so crucial. He said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Galatians 2.20. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live, how am I living it? I live by the faith. I live by faith in the Son of God. So you live by faith. Christian life can only be lived by faith. Your breakthroughs are secured by faith. Your, listen, you have to believe God that your faith will secure you the kind of marriage that will secure your children's future. Amen. Because you don't want to marry and then your children pay the price for it later. As for romance, you might get it for now, but later on, it's a different story. And your children pay a price. You have to believe God by faith. You don't rush ahead of God, but you do it God's way. Do it God's way. Faith. The devil tells you it cannot be done. Faith tells you it's been done. 
So then, no one can convince you about what you won't get because faith lets you know you are, it's already been secured for you. It's, it's waiting. Like, I'll be traveling. My ticket is there. I have the reservation, whatever. The, um, what's it called? Uh, booking reference, thank you. I have my booking reference. Everything, my name, the, time, the date, everything, is there. So I don't have a problem. I said, when they say prices are going up, air prices are going up, do I have a problem? I don't have a problem. Why? Because I have my book here. Now, faith is the evidence of seen things not seen. The substance of things hoped for. So you haven't seen it, but you have the evidence. So when people are worried about it, you don't come and worry because, well, faith has given you already. You see, so faith is that I've already have it. It's not one day I'll have it. It's, you know, I've already got it. I've got it. But it hasn't manifested. But I've, I've got the book here reference. Got a book reference. So you, you can't afford not to walk by faith. And if you have to walk by faith, you have to check your consecration life. You have to check the intake of God's word. And then the more the word of God comes in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, the word faith comes by hearing. The more the word of God comes in, the, faith, the more your faith grows. And then finally, your association. Association. You hang around the wrong people. If you hang around faithless people, you'll be faithless. You can't say that, oh, you know, my faith will build them up. Really? Which one is easier? You are standing on a height, pulling somebody up, or the person pulling you down. Which one is easier? Down. But gravity is going down. So the gravity of life is faithlessness. Wow. So if you hang around people who are faithless, the little faith you have will join them going down. So that means that you are, it is necessary and it's in the interest of your destiny to build your faith by hanging around people who are also in faith or building their faith. Some of you, the reason why you are still in church today is because of some guys you've been walking around. Yeah, it's, it's, you, you, I don't know. All my friends, listen, all my friends from uh, my teenage years, the day, the, when my early days in Born Again and all, all of them are married and all of them are still married. All of them are doing well in the Lord, practically all of them in ministry or something. My friends, so you see, I can't do differently from what my friends are doing. As, so, as I told you some time ago, Pastor, we used to, we used to, when we vacation, school break, because I was in a boarding school. Everybody, when we are going home, many of my friends, this one said, I'm going to fast 14 days. This one said, okay, I'll do seven days straw. When we come back, I'm going to win seven souls, 20 souls. When we come back, we begin to compare our notes, and we boast about what we have been able to do. So now we realize that, wow, this guy went next time. I'm going to go more. It, 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 see, so it isn't because I'm stronger than you, but it's because, that, it's because my Association is better than yours. Yeah. You don't want to be the one who has disappointed the rest. Yeah. We are like musketeers. Wow. You, want to, you don't want to be the one. And you don't want to be caught doing something. You won't go it. You won't do that. Because of my friend, we always talk about how we have kept ourselves in Christ. We, it was our confidence. We used to talk about it. We used to boast about it. How we read our Bibles. How we are praying. Someone who said, I've prayed seven hours today. And that's, that's the thing. So it was like, we, iron sharpened iron. 
I answer Prince Zion. Some of us, your friends, 10 minutes with your friends, you already start plummeting. Wow. And you don't know, Pastor, I don't know why I'm struggling with this. Check your friends. Check your friends. The messages, the conversation, the topic of conversations. Bible doesn't accidentally even come in. You want to marry a, a, a gentleman or a woman. And all they think about is, let's go to the beach. <laughs> let's go to the beach. Let's go to the movies. Let's do this. Let's, they don't even talk. Let's spend time praying. Today, let's talk about the scriptures. They never by accident said, the other time when pastor preached, this is what I heard. What you, they never, it's not part of the frame of reference. You seem to be heading in a very bad direction. I think because my time is up. Today, I came to talk to somebody to value your faith and build your faith. So you can walk by faith. If you want to walk by faith, be mindful of consecration. I know you have your own. How many of us have struggles? When I say struggles, yeah, purity and lust and stuff. How many of us have struggles? Yeah, it's normal, okay? It's normal. So you are not bad. You think you are not good enough. But I'm telling you, you are way advanced. You are an advanced version of many people. Wow. So long as better is concerned. So just that, put yourself in a good state. So watch out your consecration. May the Lord add his blessing to his holy word. Did you receive something? Keep it to we are blessed. I said, Keep it to we are blessed. There is a, an adage, a truism. It says that the early bird catches the worm. When you start early, you get an advantage. That's why when they are doing Olympics, they race. Four starts is not condoned at all. But in the race of life, false start is okay. There's no false start. An early start. Move ahead. Take the, st the step yeah. before others. Yes. It's important. Somebody was telling me what the KP2 people are getting. Somebody told me recently, said, if I got this early, yeah. my life would be. Is it not true? Can you imagine you have heard these things early? Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> but the good news is these are the things I heard earlier. I, this, no, this is what I'm saying. It's not new to me. I'm talking about it's been part of my life for over 30 years. Because I was a youth, and these are the things I was fed, I was taught, and even not at this level. Because I'm passing on over 30 years of teachings and equity. I'm, and this is, wait, wait, wait. I was, I was in this state when I started pursuing Jesus. And so I know how it is like when you're at this state. And now I've gone that far and with all what I've gathered, I am downloading a lot. I'm teaching you more than 90% or 80% of what I was taught when I was at this level. Pouring more, pouring more, pouring more. So that gives, say, that gives me the confidence of the caliber of people, leaders, ministry leaders, national leaders, organizational leaders that God is raising from here. Great, 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 great people here. I just thank God for your lives that you are on board earlier. I'm just thankful for you. There are certain type of failures that 
your family, people your family saw, which it will be very foreign to you. Because, because you have found yourself on right track very early. And the blessing is you have developed a taste for the word of God that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among the saints. Shout hallelujah. If you develop that taste, some people say, I, mean, I don't do church, I can't listen to preaching. Yeah, leave them alone. Thank God at least you can listen to preaching like this. And even want more. Don't you want more? So we have a future. Can you imagine? Think about this. Can you imagine the quality, quality and caliber of bishops God is raising from here? Pastors God is raising from here. Prime ministers God is raising from here. Organizational chief executives God is raising from here. MPs God is raising from here. University lecturers God is raising from here. Chancellors God is raising from here. The quality of husbands God is raising from here. The quality of wives God is raising from here. The quality of mothers and fathers God is raising from here. The, the quality of leaders, community leaders. The quality of influencers God is raising from here. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.